0: Hi, I'm Jen Lehman, co-founder of Property Elite, Chartered Surveyor and APC Assessor. At Property Elite, we provide training and support for the APC, Asset RICs and FRICS qualifications. We cover all routes, pathways and geographic regions via our team of specialist consultants and trained assessors. This also includes the senior professional, specialist, academic and direct entry routes. In this week's podcast, we look at the RICS Automated Valuation Model's AVM Roadmap. This is part of RICS's response to the growing use of AVMs by the property industry and likely to lead to new guidance, standards and content. It's essential listening for APC and Assort Roots candidates pursuing the valuation and loan security valuation competencies. Valuation is both an art and a science. It's an art because of the need to make value judgments concerning the intangible features that attract certain buyers. science because it is possible to establish trends and analyze how these are interpreted by buyers and sellers, including the value placed on particular property characteristics. And that's taken directly from a quote by RICS in the paper. AVMs are a form of computer modeling and part of the science of valuation. They're viable where there's sufficient accurate data, which facilitates high quality valuations and reduces exposure to litigation. RICS describe an AVM as using one or more mathematical techniques to provide an estimate of value of a specified property at a specified date, accompanied by a measure of confidence in the accuracy of the result without human intervention post-initiation. The International Valuation Standards Council is currently working to agree an industry-wide definition for AVMs. Some AVMs require human input, whilst others are completely automated. If you head to our website blog, we've got a really helpful table, which shows some of the different types of AVMs that are available. So what is a confidence score? A confidence score relates to the accuracy of an AVM's estimate of value. If it's low, then there's likely to be limited market evidence, for example, due to location, or if the property has unique physical characteristics. Confidence scores are usually based on two key metrics. So number one, the relevance, quantity, and transaction dates for the comparable data used in the AVM. And secondly, the forecast standard deviation of the individual output, usually relative to a valuation carried out by a valuer or a transacted sale price. AVMs have many, many uses, and I'm going to run through some typical examples. So. For new mortgages or secured lending, at the outset to assess proposed figures and risks before instructing a physical valuation by a surveyor. Revaluation or remortgage during the term to check how property values have changed. They're also used by lenders to assess arrears. They're also again used in secured lending valuation audits to cross check physical valuation for a single case or range of properties. They're used for mass appraisal for local taxation purposes. As valuation estimates for individual capital taxation purposes and planning, they can be used to identify fraudulent activity, such as where valuations don't follow market trends. They're used by local authorities for portfolio valuations or the sale of a mortgage book in securitization. They can be used to estimate compensation payments, for example, for compulsory purchase. And then finally, two more, they can be used in cost benefit analyses for potential public expenditure and they can be used by lender to calculate capital adequacy ratios for finance portfolios. So AVMs can be beneficial. For example, for lenders, they can support lower risk applications and be built into existing electronic processes. They can reflect statistical analysis or nuances that may not always be observed by valuers. They can be very efficient in terms of time, money, and resources. They can create a level of certainty and they can remove the human element in relation to fraud risk. However, there are many challenges and limitations in using AVMs. So, the property is not physically inspected, so the assumption of average condition may be inaccurate or the property may have unique physical characteristics. A reliable AVM requires a large amount of accurate market data, which is not always available. There is little consumer transparency, particularly in the residential market where consumers do not clearly understand the difference between a survey and evaluation, AVMs can still be subject to fraudulent activity, low confidence scores can be the result of poor quality and limited quantity comparable data. The quality also depends massively upon what type of data the AVM is based upon. So is it completed transactions or historic transactions? also depends on the regularity of the source of the data being updated. And finally, an AVM simply can't explain the valuation process in the same way that a valuer can. So in terms of the Red Book, PS1 requires all written valuations, including AVMs, to comply with the provisions of the Red Book. The use of an AVM, so when no physical inspections undertaken, and obviously there's inherent limitations of this must be recorded in the terms of engagement, VPS one and valuation report, VPS three. In the UK national supplement, UK VPGA 13 residential secured lending guidance for other related purposes, including the RICS home Buy service now home survey includes a section on valuations without internal inspection. These are also known as desktop drive-by or pavement valuations or external appraisals, and they could be undertaken using an AVM. That's it for today's podcast. Remember, you can book in your free 15-minute consultation via our website. We can also provide feedback on your referral or prelim review report. If you head to our website, you can also access our other free support resources, including our ebook guides, podcasts, videos quizzes blog and cpd newsletter we can't wait to work with you so thank you for listening and i'll see you next week